0: So, um, w- 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 Ann Ligori invites us to play in her tournament. She's invited us to play in her tournament a couple of times. And I told Lisa, we'll do it one more time. Uh, we've got a friend in, South, in San Francisco that's getting up there, and we want to see him again. But I said, Let's, right. we'll do this one more time. So, I started to make reservations at an at a, a inn place, and Lisa found this place on Verbo. Now, we've never done Verbo. And Lisa has, you wouldn't really know it to sit with her at dinner, but she's, she's got MS and she's, she wobbles a little bit and holds on to me when we're walking. So she chose the Verbo place because it was single level. And I'm fine. I don't care. That's fine. We've never done it. It's an adventure. We'll give it a try. Now, never having done this before, I don't really don't know what you're supposed to do. Are you supposed to be in contact with this person? Are you supposed to stay in contact? We made these reservations. Four or five months in advance, and you pay them right when you make the reservation. So, okay. Um, so we we and and we were supposed to make this trip last year. So I had credit on Southwest. Never flown Southwest, and 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 so when I went to when I went to use the credit with the amount of credit that I had, I could get what Southwest calls. Uh, business Select. I don't really know what that is, but it sounds more expensive than regular. So, of so, So that's when I begin to learn that Business Select on Southwest means you just get to stand in the front of the line. And they have no seat selection. They don't, they don't assign seats. Right. You stand in the front of the line, and you get to board the plane first and theoretically choose your seat first. That's all right. Business Select gets you. Unless, as we learned on the trip, there are people in wheelchairs, they actually get to go first, and so do the people traveling with them. So, oh, wow. so we sat there and watched the line keep uh, the line of wheelchairs keep getting longer. It was like a parade, um, and and their and their, uh, and, their, and their accomplices. I'm sorry, not accomplice, and their and their handlers or whatever. So I thought to myself, as I saw this for the first time, I thought, well, they'll probably sit them in the back or whatever, someplace in the plane. Because theoretically, we've paid for the privilege of being first in line. So we board the plane, and everybody's in the front of the plane. And I'm like, well, that's kind of odd. And if we've paid for this, all of a sudden, the first six rows are spoken for. Now, what I've come to learn doing Southwest for the first time, there's no, it doesn't matter. There's no better seat. There's no larger seat. There's no smaller seat. It's all the right. same seat. So it really doesn't matter in the long run where you sit on a plane in, when it's Southwest. Now, since it's Southwest, it flew us from Atlanta to, to Nashville to Islip, Long Island. Um, okay, fine. So we, we finally arrive. We get the rent-a-car. We start driving for the Verbo place. Um, We've seen a photo of the Verbo place. It appears to be a little home off a big home, a little cottage home off a big home. And that's essentially what it is. We pull up to the big house. Um, There's a sign on the gate that says, beware of dog. I immediately go home. Great. There's a dog. This will be great. Um, But there's no sign of anybody. I mean, it's barren. And we see the place where we're supposed to go, and it's it's got a push pad you know to to load in a an access code that we don't have so we got nothing for about 10 or 15 minutes we got nothing in the hamptons th- there is no there is no holiday inn there is no marriott there is no motel right. 6 you know and i don't think howard stern would would do radio, you know, friendliness by saying, "Oh, you're in radio, sure, come stay with us." So uh we're screwed. We're fucked. I mean, we real. I mean, for about fifteen minutes, I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh. She feels horrible because she set of up because she set up the verbo. Right. So I um, I remember that the place I was originally going to try and get. I thought I'll call them. I call them, and I you know I explain the situation. Here we are. We're we're stranded. We I mean we're stranded in the Hamptons, but we're still stranded. Um, we have no options here. Can you help? Is there, is there room at the inn? And they said, yes, we, we do have room tonight. I said, okay, let me ask you another question. Do you have room tonight, Thursday, and Friday? And she said, yeah. Um, how many? I said two, just two of us. Yeah, uh, tonight will be 400. Um, tomorrow night will be 400. And Friday night will be 700 and i and i'm like well you know you got me i mean i'm i'm i, I got no choice here um, we'll take it uh, and and so I, I get off the phone and i said we got a place we do yeah the place we were originally going to be it's f- 10 minutes away so we go to the place it's a, it's a wonderful old building it's built in okay. built in the like 1700 um, they have uh-huh. a palm restaurant in the building and what I didn't realize until reading up on it, Frank, the hotel is owned by the Palm Restaurant. Uh, just 20 rooms. Uh, it's an honest-to-goodness key, an honest-to-goodness key with the little plastic thing at the bottom. Um, and, and so it's charming and nice, it, it, and it should be for 400 400 and 700 bucks. Uh, exactly. What I said to Lisa, Lisa says, "I don't want to know how much this was." I said, "Well, uh, okay, I understand that, but I'll tell you this, truthfully." Oh, so we get to the hotel. First thing I do is call Amex, and I'm like, "Listen, I don't know, right. what's, I don't know what's going on, but I can't get into with this Verbo that we've rented and and you know, nobody. There was a sign, right. no sign of anybody. For all I know, it could be Crazy. a scam. Yeah, they will open up an inquiry. I said, "Okay, fine, thanks." So I said to Lisa, "I said, look, here's the deal." If Amex refunds the money, and I sense that they will, as expensive as this place is, it honestly is two, maybe three hundred dollars more than we were going to spend at the burbo. So I, you know, if they refund the money, if they don't refund the money, ouch! But if they refund the money, it's a little bit more. So get that out of your head. It wasn't your mistake. It, you couldn't have known. So we uh, we dress, we shower and dress, and go to this dinner. We're at the dinner about five minutes. <clears throat> My phone starts going off, and I look at it, and it's text messages from our Verbo host. Um, and the first thing she, on the text message is the access code. And I and I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to deal with it, frankly. So I go outside on the deck and I start texting. And I look, uh, and we knew her name was Sally. And I'm like, Sally, uh, you weren't there. Nobody was there when we arrived. I, we had no idea of what we could do, how we could do it, where we could go, where we could stay. We've made other arrangements. Um, I'm sorry. She texts back, I'll refund tonight. And I text back, Sally, no, we've made arrangements for all three nights. We didn't have a choice. I did, we didn't know what to do. So then her husband texts and says, she screwed up. I thought, well, this is great. Um, right. She screwed up. Uh, she meant to text you the access code earlier today and forgot to hit send. We had an emergency. She had to fly to the West. We had to fly to the West Coast. Um, her phone was off, obviously, on the plane. When we landed, we, we saw all the messages. We heard all the messages. You know, I said, you know, Eric, I apologize, but we made any the arrangements. And in the end, he said, we'll refund all of your money. Um. And, and oh, good. yeah, and Amex, and I got the email from Amex, you know, on the Sunday that it was that it was done. But but you know, a, a few things for, for a few minutes, it wasn't good. Um, but but it it also wasn't. And then the rain, and then we got rained out at Maidstone the next day.
1: Um, I saw that. I yeah. Tell you, I don't ever I don't ever post anywhere anymore. But I saw the uh, yeah. I, I saw that you got rained down. I'm so there was no, paid.
0: so there was no golf. That was kind of the reason for going. There was no golf. So you know, as I said, was it the relaxing, enjoyable few days we had hoped it would be. Not really, but again, you're in, the, <laughs> you know, but but you're in the Hamptons, so it doesn't suck, but so much. Um, right. But I'm about no, the Hamptons. Great. But I'm about done giving people money, Peter. Everywhere I turn around, I'm giving somebody money. Um, you know, whether it's so whether weird, it's
1: so weird that you said that today because just in the last few days, I'm going. I got to redo how I spend money every month. <laughs> yeah, right. i I, yeah, and you know, to, uh, me too, but just on a smaller scale. But like, you know, I see I subscribed to stuff I didn't mean to. Cancel that. Um, yeah, I just feel like I'm like getting my arms around the whole, bad whole thing and just trying to tighten it a bit. So, um, but yeah, I'm, with you. I'm so tired of that too. Everything's a rip off and I just went to the dentist. They sent me two, twice a bill for twice the amount. I'm just like, come on. Well, uh, it's- but yeah, 700, 700, I mean, 400, 400, 700. After the turbo thing, and not knowing if you're getting the money back for sure right away, and waiting around outside, and yeah. getting rained out—it's I mean, just a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, you know. And, you and know.
1: then I saw you flew back in. I flew. You flew back in Orlando before you went back holy, to Orlando. Holy shit, Peter! I saw that. When
0: when when we made the reservation, Southwest said we were leaving at nine twenty-five. About two months ago, I get an email that says your nine twenty-five flight has moved to six twenty-five in the morning. And when I told her that as i said to somebody on when i told her that she was sort of nonplaced um, but she, but the night before we had to leave she it, it caught her attention because we we had to do the math you know we're like okay the flight's at 625 yep. you want to be there at 525 gps tells us we're about an hour away from icelip so it's 425 what time you got to get up to leave here at 425 she goes 330 Three. I, said, I said that yep. yeah well, that's what time you're getting up um All right. And, yes, we had to fly from I Islip, Islip to Orlando for about two and a half mm-hmm. hours up to Atlanta. Now, what I had forgotten, because I still had it in my calendar, and she reminded me as it was popping up in my calendar, I'd forgotten this. The original flight plan was Islip to Baltimore to Raleigh to Atlanta. I'd forgotten mm-hmm. there were two stops. Uh, uh, and 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 I and 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 the, <laughs> the six twenty five flight, you know, Southwest said, you know, if this does not meet your schedule, please schedule another flight. Well, I went on the website; there was no other flight out of Islip that would get us to Atlanta
1: on that day. So, well, yeah, yeah. those little regional airports don't give you tons of options.
0: No, sure. I, I, as we're aware, living here. Um, yeah, right. So, so again, if we were looking for the nice, relaxing. Wonderful couple of days. Eh, it didn't really happen. Um, but we love that place. I mean, it's the Hamptons, what's not to love, but I mean, it, it, East Hampton I really enjoyed. I Southampton was fine. Yeah. Southampton has the better golf courses, but um, and then and then I called a buddy of mine. We had nothing to do on Friday, and we were just kind of knocking around doing some stuff. and I called a buddy Thursday saying, you know I, I, I'm not going to play, but is there any chance you can I, you can get me access to national Golf links so and pick up a couple of things? Hey, uh, let me see. So we're literally 15 minutes away from National when I get the phone okay. call. When I get the phone call, and the guy says, Hey, if you want to get on to the National, they said, Come on. They'd love to see you. Love to have you. Really? Yeah. So she went, and she enjoys that sort of stuff. Um, she likes seeing those kinds of places. They're old and they're historic and stuff. Um, and then I called my buddy back after we left. I said, Hey, you owe me $525. <laughs> He goes, why? I said, because that's what I just spent. <laughs> um, so I, I'm tired of giving people money. I I need I need to keep coming to work so they give me money so I can give those people their money.
1: But I mean, I literally was looking. I was literally looking. I've been spending all my money going to see my mom. So this morning I went. Well, what would happen if you just went up in the morning and came back on the last flight that night? Yeah. Stay, during the day and didn't stay over. Yep. And I'm, and I'm considering it because it's so expensive. You know, I, I had worked so hard to save money, I but I'd gone up 11 times this year. So, you know, just super duper expensive. And I'm going, well, you know, she's not going to know if I'm there for two days. Right. You know, Right. she's just not going to know. And But I'm going to know if I saw her. So I'm leaning heavily towards taking the 9 a.m., being with her from 1230 to 530 and take the 730 back. Yep. Not have the hotel room. And
0: yeah, stuff. And, and but that's the beauty of the city. I mean, you can do that in New York.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really because I keep looking at my numbers now. All of a sudden, I'm going. You know, you really you can't afford you know seven hundred dollars right. for two nights, and right. then all of a sudden it's you know then there's three meals, and there's another three fifty, yeah. and then you're yeah. broke again. Yeah, so.
0: I've, 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 I've tried to explain it to Lisa. Not that it, she doesn't understand it, but when we just do getaway, when we just do a weekend, let's go here. It's seven hundred bucks. You know, to just kind of a couple of nights in the yep. room and a couple of dinners and all of a sudden yep. boom, it's seven it we didn't do a whole lot and it wasn't fancy, but it was seven hundred dollars.
1: I know, it just goes too quick. I mean I you know, I, I I was used to when I used to make good money, just just do whatever I wanted, yeah. eat what I wanted, just and made the classic error of thinking, Well, this will never stop. I'll always make good money and then of course you get to a point where you're not making good money and you learn how to budget and uh you know, so yeah, it's just just amazing how expensive certain things can be. And if just made a couple little changes yeah. here, a couple little things there, um. So yeah, so it's every you know, like golf, it's a game. Everything's a constant adjustment. But I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of writing these big chats. I try to hunker down, not hunker out. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: one of one of the the running jokes that we have. It's a small thing, but we were in Pinehurst once. And she went to the spa, and, and and because of our relationship, not being married, she has her money, I have my money, and and we've we've kind of ruefully smiled at times when each other's car has blown up. That it's not right. our, it's not our problem. It's my problem or her problem. Uh,
1: so I'm telling you, those those expenses just make oh, you nuts. Oh, There's geez. a four hundred or yeah. the two tires to or get the it to,
0: to get it back. It's not better it's just where it was earlier in the week <laughs> it's it's you know a very good point it's true. it's it's, so where, true. it's where it was tuesday um, it's so true so so we go to the, we go to pinehurst and, and she goes and gets a massage as I'm playing golf and we come back you know we, we we join back up in the room and she said oh by the way i i tipped uh, the masseuse i don't care fine <laughs> i don't care if you a 100 bucks and then it's time to check out and I see on the bill, oh, wait a minute. I tipped the masseuse. You didn't tip the masseuse. I see it's on the bill. I tipped the masseuse. Well, that's what I told you. No, you said you tipped the masseuse. Well, that's what I meant. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a big deal, but it's just kind of a running joke. Right. between. Oh, you tipped the masseuse. When she says she does something, hey, I got this. Did you get this or did I, am I going to get this? Yeah,
1: exactly. And when you have to think those things, that's when you know that it's like time to keep a nice general look. Oh yeah, out on what you're doing. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I know. I know it all. You know, I, you know, I, I, I can tell you the gas bill. I can tell you the phone bill. I can tell you the, you know. I'll, will tell you this. As since we're telling stories, um, I know exactly what the cell phone bill is, and I cut the cell phone bill by ten bucks by, by having auto withdrawal. And okay, fine. It's ten dollars less. Deck chair off. I did that. Yeah, deck chair off the Titanic. Um, But I get the bill, and it's two dollars more than it usually is. And I thought, well, what the hell was that? And now, now you know, the game is afoot, Watson. I'm now trying to find the two bucks. Um, So I go digging into the. the, I go digging into the bill, and um, I did something, and I talked about this on the air the morning I did it. I did something about a month ago that Peter I haven't done in probably 25 years. I got a phone call from the first boss I ever had, or an email from the first boss I ever had. And in the email, he happened to mention that the guy who gave me my first job in radio is still alive. He's still around. So I asked him, do you have any contact information? Yeah, I don't know that I know the number. So I thought, can you still find somebody's number? Can you still call 411 and ask for Peter Kessler? And if he's listed, will they give you a number? And I'll be God, Peter, they still do that. I called 411. The guy's in the phone book. I asked him his name. Yep, here he is. I got a number. Great. I hadn't done something like that in 25 years. So when I get the cell phone.
1: Nobody else has either. Nobody knows
0: it exists. When I get the cell phone bill. That's what the $2 was for. I went, oh. You're kidding. Directory assistance. Oh, okay. That's
1: hilarious. That's yeah. a great story. Oh, speaking of which, I had dinner with uh, Brandall last week uh-huh. at Bob Tosky's 95th birthday party. And uh, I, 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 you know, I have a really nice friendship and uh, I really like him. And uh, I put a lot of smoke at him. And uh, then I talked to Bailey for a little while. So talked about a whole bunch of stuff and then later he goes okay so make sure you send me all of that stuff because he wanted like some old shows uh-huh. and things and whatever so he goes you hold my info." Oh, i go oh yeah for sure so i had none <laughs> i got home and i go okay well i'll send him this and i said oh i could probably send him this so i found nothing what how does he like to be contacted now email or text brandon how do you contact him yeah, text.
0: Text. I don't even think I have an email for Brandel. I just text him. I,
1: I had one. I had his PGA tour email. That was the one he used to tell me to use because nobody had it. Ah. Uh, um. All right. Well, I don't know. All right. Do you uh, have his number? No, I don't have anything. If you t- oh, just okay. t- text me I his number, I won't tell him. You give it to me, but I, I, I promise I'd send him a I'd make a copy of like he wanted like five thousand things. It was hilarious. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's funny, too, because it was Bob's 95th birthday party, and I met Bob when I was eight, and uh, Uh, I've known him a long time, and, you know, I said to him, you know, what's the entertainment, and I've been to restaurants with Toski, and he sings, you know, I left my heart in San Francisco with the piano player and stuff, and I said to him, look, you know, I said, I'm going to bring my guitar, and I'm going to play a couple songs, and he said, you do that, and I said, Bob, I've known you since I was eight. You came to my sixth grade school to play with your brother, Ben. Yeah. If it involves standing in front of the room, I do it. I can't bring the drums and the guitar, but I bring the guitar. He said, No, you don't need to. He said, There can be a full band you can ball. He said, Can you play anybody's guitar? I said, Yes, of course. So, sure enough, i have just about to leave the house. I got two songs ready for him, and I changed a couple of lyrics to, to make it fit for Toski and to suit the crowd, which is older. And, uh, and I'm really good. Really, really good. And I, uh, so I go, should I bring my guitar, one of my guitars anyway, just in case? And I went, no, he said, there's a band, there's a band. So, of course, I got there and there was a keyboard, no guitars, no band, all bullshit. And, <laughs> was that the uh, name
0: of the group? All re- bullshit.
1: <laughs> sure pissed me off because I don't, I, if I get ready for something, I expect to deliver the performance. And, you know, I played the song three or four times, but I don't rehearse a lot. I just go ahead and play. And you know, and I found a place to put the word Bob Tosky in to set uh-huh. the words of the song, and and it just pissed me off that I didn't bring it because it could have reeled the night could have used it, and it would have been people would have enjoyed themselves, and uh, but uh, yeah, I thought I, I last minute I went, should you bring it? Should you just bring it? And no, yeah. and it needed it bad because yeah. the entertainment was terrible. Big fat girl did some opera stuff, so it was terrible. Oh. Maybe it was better I did. Oh. Might have been better if I did not well, show. Up for you just I'd show her
0: up. man. You know? I'm 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 in love now with the evening. Big fat girl singing opera stuff. I'm all in. It was oh
1: terrible. As and a, then Toski joined in. Didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. And then he Bob introduced everybody. Forgot to introduce me, and I got hysterical. And it was great.
0: You know, so, I still have. Uh, for, Speaking of not being introduced, you have probably forgotten this. Early on in our relationship, um, when I asked you to do, "Hi, it's Peter Kessler," and you're listening to the Augusta Golf Show, you did a when you did one of the takes and Hey, it's Peter Kessler. What's the name of the damn show? I still run. <laughs> I still run that. I still. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. Hi, it's Peter Kessler, and you're listening. What's the name of the damn show? Oh, I still yeah. do that. Uh,
1: yeah, there's not a lot of those around, you better enjoy it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right, thanks for talking. Uh, we'll talk again. Oh, that's right. We're
1: going to do Good something. Good to be with you. All right.
0: You ready? Sure. Peter Kessler is a golf historian, award-winning broadcaster, also the guy to whom we turn after a major golf event. I'm going to hope he thinks the Ryder Cup is a major golf event. It's a pleasure to welcome Peter Kessler back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Peter? I
1: am so delighted to be with you and following your trials and travails <laughs> on social media as you work your way around the world has been particularly exciting. And uh, I'm delighted that uh, that we got a chance to talk today, as we do often anyway, on and off the air, because, you know, this last week was one of those things at the Ryder Cup where I do believe it is an event. And uh, I like that word, John. You know, it's not a tournament, Mm -hmm. it's not a major championship, but it's golf's biggest event in the classic definition and sense of that particular word, because it's an exhibition really. It's an international goodwill exhibition was the original intent to introduce people around the world to golf by showing its best practitioners in form when they happen to be able to get together. The original idea was very simple. But, you know, recently, as, you know, the uh, attention has turned to uh, this calendar year's Ryder Cup, you know, there's all of these subplots and questions that people have about golf, for which, of course, there aren't any answers when matches are played at 18 holes, where if the players are evenly matched in theory, then nobody has an advantage for any reason whatsoever. There's no such thing as a rookie. There's no such thing as an experienced Ryder Cup player. There's no team that has momentum. There's no, there 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 isn't anything. And of course, that's what they did last week. The American team has six rookies. No, there actually is no such thing as a rookie in the Ryder Cup because a rookie is somebody who's working his way onto the tour. A rookie is somebody who is new to something. A rookie is somebody who's promising at thirteen years old as a junior who then might blossom into a really good player. So a rookie is new to something. These guys aren't new. They're all established winners. These are 24 of the best players in the world out of, say, 32 or 33. They're all in the same place. So there's no such thing as a rookie. Just because you're going to play an event labeled something different than you're used to, but it's still being played on a golf course, you're trying to get the ball in the hole, there is no such thing as a rookie, and everybody gets a chance to play the golf course and. a World-class player gets to play a golf course one time. He's pretty much got it down. Unless it's a place like Augusta National, of course, that you well know, you know, where local knowledge, your accumulated season's worth of knowledge can be beneficial to a particular player in a certain situation, maybe one or two times over the course of a tournament. So I didn't think the rookie thing meant anything. Experience didn't mean anything. Track records, momentum, location, fans, all for naught. Because, as Bobby Jones, who went right around the corner from you, said, "We know that eighteen holes is a round of golf. We also know it's not a test of golf, and that's why seventy two holes is the number over which it had been felt over time and solidified, that the best player of the week would be identified, that the the good luck and the bad luck would 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 be set aside that Anything that, that comes up as an unusual event over the course of 72 holes would work its way into the fabric and be dealt with so that the best player is going to win over the long route. And Bobby Jones's fear, of course, was in match play, which he mostly did play, and he won five U.S. Amateurs and a British Amateur. His fear was losing in the first round because anything can happen an 18 all match. And finally, in 1929, he did lose in the first round of an amateur, and, of course, he would win it the next year, the year that he would complete the Grand Slam. But that year in 1929, when he lost in the first round, sort of gave him a sense of relief that finally, you know, what he'd been predicting, that anybody can win an 18-0 match, had actually come true, and that a player not as good as him, Johnny Goodman, who would win the 1933 U.S. Open, and the last player to win the U.S. Open as an amateur and using um, hickory-shafted clubs, was the fellow who beat him and didn't go on to win. But then Jones solidified his relationship um, with, with with the people, Marion Hollins and, um, and Alistair McKenzie, who would help him develop develop Augusta National. So it, he was going to meet with them anyway. Yeah. But he had longer to meet with them and longer to solidify the plan. So the Ryder Cup, of which Jones loved that. He loved international competition. He loved the Walker Cup. So, I thought the the better players won. They were in form. It's nobody's fault. Poulter and Westwood are past it. They proved it this week. It was hopeful that maybe the Ryder Cup would do it again, but Poulter did his magic there in 2012. So I thought it was a steamroll, and I didn't think there was anything particularly surprising about it as it played out.
0: We're talking with Peter Kessler here on the Augusta Golf Show. Is it important who wins, Peter? Excuse me? Is it important who wins?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's important to show, play the best golf that you can. You know, there 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 was there there were certain events in sports. Like if you go to Major League Baseball, has the home run derby. There's a there's a, a, a commune feeling to it. I feel that way about the Ryder Cup. You know, everybody's kind of in on together, whether it's the fans or the organizers, or the players. That, Winners, the losers. Everybody's tasted every every part of that experience. I don't think it leaves scars. I don't think Padre Harrington's going to feel bad that his guys didn't play as well. The manager doesn't have anything to do with it any more than the manager of the Yankees when Ruth and Gehrig went to go to the plate. And he would say, "Play good guys." It doesn't have anything to do with what they do when they swing the bat or they swing the golf clubs. So, I thought, uh, no, there's no repercussions. There's no scars, and you go on to the next one. And the Americans pretend that they're better players for a couple of years and everybody has fun with it. I think it's it, it's just a great, harmless exercise and an international goodwill exhibition. And this year we had an unusual result. and unusual results in Ryder Cups are good now.
0: That's going to be my next question. Has it been good for the game that the Euros have fared so well over the last 30 years or so?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think it's been a crucially important. Um, it, it's easier to say that with hindsight, but I remember in 1999 when, uh, actually, when I in 2001 when I went to the Dunhill Links, which is you know like the St Andrews version of uh, Pebble Beaches tournament where you play on several golf courses and the amateurs play with a pro, and of course they had won that year. And I was talking to the tournament organizer Johan Rupert, who owns Knightsbridge and Dunhill and Cartier, and runs the other Dunhill about down in South Africa, and uh, Europe had just uh, won the event. And I said that, you know, uh, well, actually they had won it uh, in '99 in Brookline. And I said, because it got suspended in 2001, and I said, you know, it's always better for golf when the underdog wins because it spreads word about the game. It gives people who think of themselves as underdogs hopefulness that they, too, can compete on a higher level. It, it, it gets the Americans defensive. It gets the Americans talking. There's bullying going back and forth. I said, so anytime an underdog wins, it's great for a sport, particularly one like golf, because Americans really dominated golf for a hundred years. You know, it was dominated by people who lived on the other side of the ocean for, you know, since the game began and when championships began through 1860 and right into the teens of, of the last century from which point Walter Hagen and Bobby Jones and the rest of the Americans dominated the game. Um, and so to have Europe step in and really turn that around on an ongoing, consistent basis, not a one-off thing, but just like you just said, John Patrick, over a 30-year period, that's exactly what happened. It's great for golf, and it balances things out, and it gives us new things to talk about, new things to consider, and new stars to watch blossom and aging guys to gracefully lead the stage on which they did their greatest stuff. So I think it's great when Europe wins. And I think the Ryder Cup, just as you stated as we began our little chat today, it is golf's major event. Absolutely, yes. And it just can't disappoint because of the uncertainty of the brevity of each match at the event itself.
0: He is Peter Kessler, golf historian, award-winning broadcaster, my friend, and, and the guy to whom I turn when I want to talk about big-time golf events. Uh, Peter, thank you for doing this. Always appreciated.
1: Uh, you're the greatest, Sean. I love you, buddy. Love to Lisa.
0: Boy, the last thing you said, uh, that'll, be in, that'll be in the opening about the brevity. of the, the, the very last quote you had, that was beautiful. That was wonderful.
1: Yeah, I wondered where that came from. It was coming out <laughs>